0: space through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. Here we are again, your automotive advisory team, right here, live in the studio in North Palm Beach, Florida, and we're uh, getting ready to... Listen to your calls and questions and inquiries. This is a live radio talk show. And uh, we also have streaming. Uh, We're streaming on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, We'd love to hear from you wherever you happen to run across us. We started out just as a local show about 20 years ago. And now we're all over the globe. And uh, we're also uh, videoing everything. YouTube is a huge channel for us. I think YouTube is like the number two Uh, social media, digital kind of a community thing in the world next to TikTok. And we've all heard about TikTok. We're not on TikTok yet, I don't think, but uh, we are on YouTube. Rick Kearney, who is sitting to my right here, he's our certified diagnostic master technician that uh, really is an expert on the internal goings-on of your vehicle, whether it's uh, hybrid, gasoline-powered, or all-electric. You can ask Rick. Uh, right here, live on the show, you call us at 877-960-9960, 877-960-9960, and say, Hey, Rick, um, I, got, I got a strange noise, and you can either send us an audio file, or you can just impersonate the noise, tick, 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 or whatever it is, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, that was Stu. Stu. Uh, across uh, across the studio from me here, and Rick will give you a diagnosis. Free, no charge, uh, save you a lot of money, maybe a lot of aggravation, concern. Uh, if it is something serious, and he'll advise you that too. But usually, when these uh, squeak, rattles, and rolls you hear in a car, uh, you, know, you hear, uh, you smell things, and uh, usually it's nothing. I mean, it's usually it's not a big deal. But once in a while, it can be. So, uh, if you could call us at eight seven seven. 960-9960. Rick can help you there. You can text us, too. My son, Stu, across the way from me here is uh, watching the text as they come in. 772- 497-6530. 772- And we'd love to hear from you ladies out there. Nancy Stewart, who you regular listeners know, has been with me for a long, long time on this show. we We founded it uh, back at Seaview Radio when it was only a half an hour show on Saturday. Now here we are. No, it was Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. Then we moved to Saturday and then went from half hour to an hour to two hours. And we'll be on 8 to 10 this morning Eastern Standard Time. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. And Nancy Stewart, she's uh, uh, built the female audience. We're having more female callers than ever. Uh, We're usually right around fifty-fifty, and uh we have a special offer nancy does actually and in a moment i'll introduce you to her and she'll tell you about the special offer for the lady listeners out there uh we have a, a line that is my uh I, we just don't get enough calls on your that's a url that's a web web page and you go to your Anonymous Feedback, just the way it's spelled, it sounds, YourAnonymousFeedback.com. And you can communicate with us one way if you want. I'll uh, just say what you want to say, any way you want to say it. If you want to swear, that's okay. We won't read the profanities on the air, but we'll go bleep, and we'll get your idea across, I promise. We love Your Anonymous Feedback, and uh, we get those uh, scatterings. We we used to get a lot. It used to be almost our favorite source, the, and it kind of tapered off there. Right now, YouTube is still our strongest source. YouTube.com forward slash Roland Cars, and I didn't even mention Facebook. That's Facebook.com forward slash Roland Cars. Facebook has faded from uh, popularity. I I think with the generational uh, changes we're seeing, uh, Facebook. Uh, I'm big on Facebook. Nancy's big on Facebook. But it's down there, like number five or six in the uh, choice of the uh, social media. YouTube's still quite high. I don't know how we're going to get on TikTok. Maybe uh, they might be banned by the time we figure out if we want to be on TikTok. But uh, it is entertaining. I mean, I've uh, Stu told me to check it out. He says it can be amusing and entertaining, uh, and I'm, it is.
1: I'm I'm starting to retract the uh, my uh, suggestion. Now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, here we are.
0: Uh, you make the show. Uh, I can yak forever. All of us, we we love to talk. I mean, that's the reason we're on a talk show, right? So excuse us when we go on and on, but we all tend to do that. We'd rather hear what you had to say and ask uh, questions. uh, We can answer. We can answer most of them. If not, we get sneaky and we go to Google, who knows everything. And uh, we've got uh, this artificial intelligence thing going on, which is just uh, I'm 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 am I'm a techie. I love the, that kind of stuff, and it is just absolutely amazing. Uh, I wrote a blog. I, I do a blog every week, and uh, I wrote a blog that I I confessed it wasn't me. It was a uh, it was artificial intelligence wrote the blog. Just you tell you tell the AI what you want to talk about, and it's like a robot, uh, intelligent robot, and they do things like that. I actually saw. I believe it was uh, on the news last night or night before. Last night. Oh yeah, you can you can read it can read minds, artificial intelligence, uh, by showing them pictures that uh, of things that you think about. They can tell you what your reaction is to the picture by photographing uh, the inner workings. Uh, interior of your mind, the, the way the neurons run. The, it's like a heat map kind of a thing. It's really spooky, really getting scary. In fact, maybe I'm not really Earl Stewart. Maybe I'm AI. This could be a big, big thing, right? I'll do, I'm going to do the whole show. At the end of the show, I'll tell you if it's really me or if I'm Chetbot chatbot or something like that. Okay. Anyway. You're a um, deep fake. I almost forgot about the most popular part of the show. Uh, I, it's routine to us because we've been doing it for so long. But uh, undercover agent goes out. This is for the new people. I know you, your regulars know this. Undercover agent goes out somewhere, uh, usually in Florida. This this time it was in Tennessee, uh, Chattanooga. Chattanooga. And uh, visited a car dealership. And every week we do the same thing. We've got. Hundreds of them. Hundreds of mystery shopping reports. Pretend to buy or lease a car, and then you just we relate back to you exactly what happened, and we don't pull any punches. We name names. Uh, if uh, if they do naughty things, we say it. I mean, we say that is against the law. This dealership broke the law. We 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 mention the salesperson's name, the manager's name, the dealer's name, the location, the whole nine yards. If you were we tuned in when the show started. You heard the disclaimer that the owner of the radio station rightfully does. He says, Hey, not, not in these exact words, but this, this Earl Stewart and Cars, uh, they're responsible for everything they say. I have nothing to do with it. I disavow any knowledge. I mean, they really have to legally get themselves off the hook of the radio station could be sued. But we've never been sued. I just knocked on wood. We've never been so almost sued. In a letter. Yeah. yeah, we got a nasty letter from a lawyer one time, but they won't ever take us to court. Why? Because we Discovery. tell the truth. And you lawyers out there know that the truth is a perfect defense against libel and slander. So you can say anything you want on radio, television, uh, Facebook, YouTube. You can say anything you want as long as it's, it's the truth. So that's what we do. We tell the truth about the car dealers. And I think it should be an asset To you car dealers out there who are listening, and we know you are, you don't call the show, but we know you're out there, you should listen. You know, we mystery shop our own dealership, by the way. we, In full transparency, we have a toilet dealership in North Palm Beach, and we mystery shop ourselves. Why? Because we know we're not perfect, and nobody's perfect, and we find out things that we're doing wrong, and we make modifications. I mean, when you have a bunch of—we've got about 30 salespeople, and we've got probably— twice that number of people in the service department. And individuals are individuals. They're not perfect. So when your employees are doing things they shouldn't be, you dealers out there, you owners, you managers, should know about it. Mystery shop yourself. If not, listen to us, and we will do it for you. And you could go online to Earl and Cars, and we have all of our mystery shopping reports archived. And you can go back and check dealers. We have a good dealer list, a bad dealer list. I'm starting to ramble too much. I'm going to go to Nancy.
2: Yes. And she's she's waving at me now. Uh, (laughs) Good morning, everyone. You're an important part of the show. I want to take a moment and uh, let the ladies know they've really been instrumental in getting us uh, here, right where we are. And uh, we don't take that for granted. I want to let all all the ladies know this morning first two new lady callers you can win yourself fifty dollars just give us a call uh let us know uh how your purchasing or servicing uh experience went uh, or just give us a call to say hello 877-960-9960 and uh if you're in the market for a used car vehicle and uh you know maybe you're gonna spend that tax refund well uh, the news isn't real good the prices are rising on used cars yes they are rising so uh, you've got a little bit of time to get out there and take a look around and do some research 877-960-9960 or you can text us at 772-497-6530 we have a lot to get to we're going to go right to the phones and uh, don't forget your anonymous We're going to go to Kay, who's calling us from Plantation. She's a first-time caller, and uh, she has been very patient, waiting for us to take her call. Good morning, Kay.
3: Hi, good morning.
2: Welcome. You just won yourself $50, Kay. Thank you. You're welcome. Stay on the line and give your contact information to Jeremy in the control room, and uh, I can get that check out to you.
4: Okay, thank you
3: so much.
2: Okay, welcome. What can we do for you? Um, I have a
3: 2006 Pontiac Grand Prix, and I was watching it uh, yesterday with the hood up because I was filling the windshield wiper uh, container. And I think I, with the hose, I think I uh, lost the top of of the container, it may be in my car somewhere. I couldn't find it. I didn't see it on the ground. So right now, I I don't. I only use water in the windshield wiper container. And I was wondering, do I have to get a lid, or could I put foil on that? Or, I mean, I'm going to get a new car pretty soon. So, uh, But I was just wondering how important that is, that, that I have the lid on the windshield wiper container.
5: Tin foil and a rubber band. Simple answer. I'd, oh, great. Because most times you can't buy just the cap. The, they want to sell you the entire washer jar. Uh, sometimes you can get just the cap, but even then, it's like 8 or $10. A nickel's worth of tinfoil and a rubber band, problem solved. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's well. a relief.
2: Isn't that great to hear, Kay? I mean, you, yes. just, you think that, you know, you've got a catastrophe on your hands because that lid, what it looks like, it looks like as if it's so protecting and so many other things. Uh, but uh, Rick always has the answers.
3: Great. Well, thank you very much.
2: You're welcome, You're Kate. You're welcome. Spread the word. Let uh, your lady friends know that uh, we do give $50 for the first two new lady callers, and uh, each and every one of you can help me uh, build a platform here. Have a wonderful weekend. Thank you. You're welcome. We're going to go to Bob, who is calling us from um, Maryland, I believe. Good morning, Bob. Welcome. Good morning, Bob.
6: Good morning. Thank you for taking
3: my call.
2: Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for calling.
3: Sure. We listen every Saturday. Oh, thank you. I have a two-part question for Rick. Rick, um, my daughter has a 2008 Scion and she had an oil leak. She went to a mechanic, and they said it was a valve cover gasket. Okay. And they told her that the reason that she had a leak was because she did not use synthetic oil. She has used conventional oil. She said had she used... They said had she used synthetic oil, she wouldn't have had the leak. Is that accurate?
5: Nope. Not at all. Uh, 2008 you're talking uh, what 15 years of that rubber the rubber gasket on that just is a a little thin layer of rubber that fits in a groove and it seals the the valve cover down onto the cylinder head they're gonna deteriorate over time that rubber is gonna harden up it reacts to the oil so it's a natural thing it's really not a super expensive repair Uh, the part should be around $40, $50 at the most, the labor to replace it less than $200. And for that car, really not that much to get you right back on the road. Um, it's just a normal, things wear out eventually and not that big a deal. Wasn't her fault. Uh, not her fault at all. Okay, thank you. Second, second part of the question
1: is... <clears throat> I think Rick needs to recover. <coughs> I'm sorry. That's right. He's allergic okay. to me.
5: Yeah.
3: second part of the question is, or the second question is, before she had that fixed, she had gone to a gas station to get some oil, mm-hmm. uh, and just in case she needed to top off her oil tank there. Uh, and they said they wouldn't sell her the oil that they had because uh, it was an expensive oil, and she had been putting what they said was cheap oil in the same weight same numbers but they said you can't miss, mix an expensive oil and a cheap oil even if the numbers are the same is that is that fair where oh, what, rick's, rick's face right well, there's now there's a lot of missing like, were there, there some
5: funny smells coming from that <laughs> office um,
2: honestly where are they located yeah. wow so uh, <laughs>
5: That must be in <laughs> Colorado or California because somebody was doing something there they probably shouldn't have been doing it. Exactly. work. Yeah, they were drinking um, some Kool-Aid. No, it, one, one factor that I always say is if you're gonna switch from regular oil to synthetic oil or synthetic to regular, just do it at an oil change so that you change all the oil at the same time and don't mix weights of oil. But that being said, if your engine is low on oil And there's motor oil on the shelf. I don't care what brand, what weight, what type of oil. Some oil is better than none in your engine. Get some oil, whatever it has to be. And as long as it is, if you look on the oil cap, there will be a number. On her car, it should say something like 5W30 or 10W30. And that's the weight of the oil. And as long as it's 10W30 oil, what's listed on that cap, any uh-huh. oil will do just fine, whether it's regular, synthetic. When, when you're in a situation that you've got to get oil in that car, put oil in it, because it's better to have something in there than nothing.
3: Uh, that's what I thought. Thank you
2: very much.
1: My pleasure.
2: You're welcome, Bob.
1: Man, all I keep thinking about in, in 20 years, people listening to or recording of the show have no idea what the hell we're talking about.
2: Yeah. True. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. WRW oil? What are you, t- what, what are you talking that? about? What is
2: that? What have they been doing without oil? Yeah. <laughs> okay, we are going to stay with the phones. Uh, remember, 877 960 9960. And also, you can text us at 772 497 6530. And uh, don't forget, uh, Your Anonymous Feedback, YourAnonymousFeedback.com. And uh, let me take a moment and let all of you know how important you are to the show. We certainly enjoy your company and uh, how you inform us uh, weekend in and week out. It's uh, quite an exchange that we have here. We're gonna stay uh, on the phones and we're gonna talk to Lindsay who's calling us from Fort Lauderdale. And uh, she is a first-time uh, female caller. Uh, welcome, Lindsay. Oh, hi. Congratulations, you, you just won yourself $50. <laughs> Please stay on the oh. line after we're done and uh, give Jeremy your contact information. In turn, he'll give it to me and uh, I can send you a check. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. What can we do for you today?
7: Um, I have a 2020 Prius that I'm going to take to the dealership on Tuesday, so my dad said I needed to call you and ask before I go. Um, I had new tires put on my car about two months ago because I guess I went over one too many potholes, and I ate right through my tires. That one's on me. Uh, So I got four new tires and an alignment and my 74 miles to the gallon has now gone down to 60, 60 or 62 miles per gallon. Hmm. Do you think something has broken like a sensor or you know, when they change the tires?
5: No, um, the tires that you had on there previously were probably a little harder compound tires that will get a little more mileage because of what's called a lower rolling resistance. Um, the easiest way to describe this If you took two tires and sat them side-by-side on the ground and gave them the equal amount of force pushing them forwards, one is going to roll a little further than the other because it's got less resistance and it will roll smoother. And the smoothest tires are going to give you the best fuel economy. Uh, What happened is when they put the new tires on, they may not have put quite as much air in the tires. And dropping even four or five pounds of pressure... Can cause your fuel economy to drop a bit. You may ask them just to raise your fuel pressure or your tire pressures up a little bit, and that'll actually help improve your fuel economy.
7: Okay, Um, as I, you know, as soon as they went on, I I checked the, you know, the numbers on the door and the numbers on the, on the tires, and everything was exactly the same. But when Mm -hmm. I had my Mini Cooper, um, the guys at Mini always said in Florida. They over at BMW, they over inflate the tires down here in Florida because of the roads. That's what he said. And I used to get great mileage in my, in my mini. Um, But I never had any problems, you know, before. And I spoke to somebody about tires and they said, you know, harder and softer. They're like, one way you get a better ride, you know, one way you get a better gas, you know, fuel efficiency. And I'm like, well, I'm getting neither. The car drives like crap now (laughs) and the gas mileage has gone down.
2: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, absolutely.
7: It's a crappy tire,
2: I guess. Yeah, that uh, tire pressure is so important, and it affects uh, so many aspects of your uh, your vehicle. Uh, so you did the right thing uh, taking a look at the, you know, the door jam and all the other different places, and keeping an eye on the uh, psi.
1: Do yeah, You think it's worth having somebody take another look at it, Rick? I mean, if that's if it's not the, it's not the tire. It's. Oh, it, it'll
5: be the tires, yeah. but it could also be well, if if they put a. A lower quality brand of tire on there. Right. Um, a lot of places will sell you a what's known almost as as a store a, brand. A,
0: ro- a, a, a low rolling resistance tire costs significantly more than a regular tire. They can yes. So that's one thing you might think about, Lindsay. Is uh, if they did put one that wasn't the uh, low rolling resistance, you would have had to pay more for the tire. So that's some consolation for your. Uh, gas mileage dropping a little bit. I don't know what the difference would be. Do you, Rick, between a, a low roller? It's experience? the compound in the rubber. Yeah, I mean the price difference. Oh,
5: uh, it could be anywhere twenty to forty, even fifty dollars a tire.
0: Yeah, well, that wouldn't save her. Uh, that wouldn't compensate for the lower gas mileage. So, okay, Lindsay. okay. Hey, Lindsay. Um, okay, you, thanks so
2: much, guys. Lindsay, I have a question for you. Do you have uh, your own uh, little uh, gauge that uh, you check? Uh, your psi with <laughs> i do have that i don't use
7: that i use my uh i just plug in the tire pressure thing and i call it lady proof because it's it's so super simple you just plug it onto the tire it tells you what it is and then you type in you know 32 e- or 34 oh, or
2: whatever great. it says i, it I like that. that i like that <laughs> so i that's call e- it lady proof <laughs> yeah lady proof that's easy easy and uh, you probably know that it's best for you to, you know, to inflate your tires in the morning uh, because of, uh, well, the day's heat. So you sound like an educated consumer, Lindsay. I wanna thank you for calling and please spread the word to uh, your lady friends. Uh, Tell them that we do have $50 here for the first two new lady callers. Okay, thank you so much, guys. You have a wonderful weekend. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. Hey, did anyone hear about the Camaro retiring the muscle car? Mm-hmm. Jeez. Mm. Can you believe I that?
1: I, I end w- of an era. I'm so cynical. I, I I think they're gonna end it and then they're gonna bring it back in two years as like something like they're gonna reintroduce it and sell it for a billion dollars. Could well, be.
2: Well, you know, um I, I believe that you're absolutely right. And uh, maybe you have some insight. No,
1: no insight. Connections. It's just, no, it's just I'm I'm cynical and old and grumpy. They're doing this on purpose.
2: Oh, geez, then what am I? <laughs> well, Chrysler I did go it go with the
1: Charger, the the Challenger, the Dart.
5: Yep. Uh, what's that new one they just brought out?
1: I don't know. Hellcat? Is that something? Uh, <laughs> No, they, uh, they, they bring the barracuda <laughs> back. Yeah.
2: Hear how he said that? I don't know. <laughs> ages, ages. I don't know. I'm
1: sorry, <laughs> it's like they've run out of names. You know,
2: yeah.
1: Well, yeah, everything you know, everything that goes around com- comes around. They I bring got it something
2: back. special in my bottle. Win a shirt. Oh sure, <laughs> sure. Uh, at any rate, you, uh, you're you're right. Uh, and by 2024, it's going to be over. You know, for the Camaro. But here's the good news: it's coming back as an electric vehicle. Oh. And it'll mm. be in 20. I don't know where I'm going to be, in 2035. I so read they're, the,
5: they're copying Ford,
1: with the what Mustang. they did with the Mustang. Except for the Mustang came back in a strange uh, transformation. The Maquis doesn't look like a Mustang. True. Yeah. Not even close. Yeah.
2: Well, um, ho- hopefully uh, uh, the uh, Chevrolet is going to do a whole lot better than uh, Ford. I'll tell you what, I couldn't believe what I read, uh, that uh, Ford had lost so much money on their electric vehicles. Mm. I mean a whole lot. We're talking B, as in billions.
1: Uh, hang in there, Ford. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, there we're, we're rooting uh, for you.
2: We're <laughs> honestly, yeah, we want to root for everybody. Okay, uh, I will share the rest of my information with you guys later on in the show. So you want to stay tuned for that. <laughs> well, I have a
0: bulletin <laughs> on low rolling resistance tires, that uh, from the previous caller. Um, apparently, uh, they they presume presumed to cost about 15% more, which is uh, more significant than we thought. and But it has a reduced tread le- life of about 30%. So when you consider that, it might not be such a bad deal if you get a little bit less gas mileage. But I think that's significant. I mean, well, tread life, sure. 30%, that's a lot of money. More
5: expensive, doesn't last near as you long. Know. But it gets you a little better
0: fuel economy. Yeah, 15% of yeah. uh, the cost. More. So really, uh, when you look at the increase in cost and the fact that they don't have the same life, that's 45% of the cost of the tire. That's a big number. And you have to drive a lot of miles to overcome that. That's right. So right. if
5: you find a set of good Michelins that have a good high mileage warranty on them yeah. and get good life out of it and keep the tire pressures up, your tire, your fuel economy won't drop that much, and yeah. Yeah. you'll actually make out in the long run.
2: Yeah, that, that that's a win-win situation. Keeping that yeah. pressure up. Absolutely. I mean, I mean to have to check that all the time because it affects some how your how your vehicle runs, yeah. how your fuel gets. You well, know, the nice dry. part
5: is that the new newer cars, uh, one and two and three year old cars now, not only do they can they show you the tire pressure, it'll show you the pressure of where each tire is on the car. And those have become quite accurate. They are very accurate with their numbers. So you can pretty well trust that that that's the right pressure.
2: Wasn't that great news in the consumer report that that would be available to the consumer? Boy, easy, easy. Which tire is is it? There's no more guessing. Uh, So uh, at any rate, uh, let's go to Bob in Lake Park.
8: Good morning. Good morning.
2: Good morning, Bob. Good
8: morning. No one's talked about Teslas yet. I'm
2: shocked. I'm getting ready.
1: We've kind of danced around <laughs> it. We were talking about the extinction of gas engines.
8: Uh, I get it, but uh, <laughs> I, I, said her, I think the last caller though said her she had a, uh, a bad ride. The tires didn't ride comfortably, and I, I think everything's a trade-off. So even though yeah. it might cost her more money, uh, she you know you have to consider you know how the car rides mm-hmm. on the road True. also. I think right. consideration. But I did see th- see something. Ford has uh, filed for a patent. Uh, when you buy a car from them, if you don't make your car payment, they're going to be able to lock you out of your car, and then at three in the morning, they're going to be able to open up your garage door and autonomously drive that car to the impound lot. <laughs> no. And I was wondering what you thought about that.
2: Wow. <laughs> I,
1: I doubt. I don't. I, I doubt Ford's doing, or maybe they're just. I believe they made a patent. I mean, people patent all sorts of ideas that don't
0: actually no, make it to market. They have that technology available
1: yeah. now, but it, it's, I think uh, it's a great idea. Whoa, well, it depends
0: man. on how you look at it. <laughs> I mean, it's um, that's a, that's a little
2: scary. That's going, that's going Some well.
1: banks, we know about banks that have uh, trackers on cars and kill switches that disable mm-hmm. cars if they don't make a payment. Uh, th- those are kind of problematic because they can happen if you don't turn your car off you're fine but if for some reason you turn your car off at the bridge or something like that i think the
0: negative publicity would outweigh uh the financial benefit if uh, word got out that ford was really doing that right. and some you know some poor uh,
1: <laughs> your car drives or, away from you or <laughs> your, your car repos <laughs> some, itself
0: some poor figure it was uh, as you say was disabled on the golden gate bridge because they hadn't made their car payment i think that would be pretty negative pr for ford
1: <laughs> but it's it's crazy.
8: Okay, so I have a question for Stu. Uh, I found a couple of cars that I, I may be. I'm trying to find a replacement for my Mustang, <clears throat> and uh, I found a couple, but they're not in state. Uh, one is in Virginia, and one is in California. So I, I never bought a car. I, I you know I bought a car in New York once, but then I got a temporary plate, dro- drove it down, and. Mm-hmm. Registered it down here and paid the sales tax down here and so forth and so on. What is the process if I want to buy a car from one of these dealers,
9: uh, in, a Ford dealer from in Virginia or California? So out of state.
1: And you want to drive it down here?
8: No, no, I'm not going to drive it. They'll have to.
1: No, no, no. no I mean, you want to register it and you want to keep it down
8: here. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I take the plates off my other Mustang and uh,
1: sell the car myself.
8: Mo- <clears> most you know, states. You
1: know, most states have a reciprocal arrangement um, with their DMVs um, that allow you to go ahead and um, take; they can handle the registration for you. Some um, are weird. I can't remember which ones those are, which required you to actually. Um, I think you have to get it there with a temporary plate and then pay uh, their, their whatever tax they have and, and register it. But I'm pretty sure uh, Virginia well, isn't. This wouldn't,
8: this wouldn't have a temporary
1: plate. Yeah. I would just have. You'd Just be transferring, or, or, uh, or yeah, I have
8: you know. a plate. I take the plate off my old car. Uh, but they, what's the, the dealership, price? the dealership what's should the, be able to the,
1: handle the, 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 the um, all the tag work for you.
8: What's the buying process, though? How would that work?
1: The buying process. Um, <laughs> right. I mean,
8: I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna send them a check before I get the, before I have get delivery of the car.
1: You don't want to. Um, well, like right now, um, that's. Well, why, being, it's pretty widespread doing orders, so a lot of people are buying cars sight unseen right now. Um, the one thing I would stress is, um, let's just cut through all this. So let's say you found the, the, the absolute lowest um, price car and you're gonna go with that one. Get something um, pretty strong in write- writing the terms that you wanna see um, in this order, in the delivery. Um, you know that gets you an out in case you are not satisfied for damage or missing equipment or anything well, would, that
8: would, changes. It be? Well, I already saw the window stick. I mean, I got the window.
1: The stick. car is there. You've seen the car.
8: I've seen the car. I look at the window stickers. The car is on the lot.
1: Right.
8: <clears throat> the price is not a relevant issue. I don't. I just want to understand what is the process.
0: Well, transportation is pretty expensive, Bob. Have you got quotes on the transportation? To Florida? Uh, not yet. No, I haven't gotten
8: okay. to that point. I, I want just, to know if- I just, That's I was idea.
0: surprised. I think prices have gone up. Have. Uh, I had a friend of mine just check uh, with me ab- about price to get a car in New Hampshire, and I told him it, I thought it would be uh, six or seven hundred dollars. No, it's a thousand. Yeah. And uh, I had to. I shopped around on the internet, and so you you're looking at a pretty big slug. So if you're saving the money and it's the only car that you can get of that description, then it's worth the extra transportation. But it's pretty, you know, you can almost uh, fly up there and drive it back for, for $1,000. If,
1: if, if the dealership um, does a lot of that sort of business, like we at our dealership, we, we work with a lot of um, shippers. And so we're, you know, we, we have deals with them. So we, you know, we get it better was, price. It was
0: our shipper that quoted $1,500 and I, Ted Caboosh told me, so I got on the I got online and I found one for a thousand. So okay. I think we need well, to it ch- research.
1: Yeah, it changes. We have more, we have more than one shipper, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. um, we and we go with the lowest one. So that's what, if the dealership has like a, does business like that, they're likely to have access to a a, a decent right. price. But do but well, you do Outside
8: outside, to. outside of the shipping issue, how would you actually do the uh, the sale? In other words, would I would I send them? just send them the money before no, well, they you, You're I talking work. to
1: them, right? You're, you're, you're having no, a conversation. No, not yet. No, I'm just a, <laughs> Don't just send them money. Plen- um, plen- you're you're dealing with a salesperson or a representative there a sales manager who's handling, right. handling the deal. As long as okay. you can come to terms online, you can handle everything uh, with, via email. They can send you documents or FedEx overnight if they have a DocuSign sort of process. Um, a lot of dealerships start and have having that. You, you might be concerned building.
0: about it. You could use a escrow account, and uh, anytime you buy something, uh, typically you could go through your your attorney or their attorney's escrow account, and that right. way you're not going to get taken. I mean, if you're if if there's a trust issue with the dealer, uh, then the escrow. Well,
8: I don't know. I don't know the dealers. I mean, yeah. these are out of state dealers. I mean, they afford deal is but that doesn't mean as you know
0: that doesn't mean anything. yeah so uh, it depends on how safe you want to be if you want to be totally safe uh, if they deliver the car to you you test checked it out it wasn't exactly what you want you would just say no I'm not going to pay you and the money would be an escrow and they couldn't give you a hard time so it's a it's a judgment call and you're then you'd have to pay an attorney you know probably a couple hundred bucks right. or maybe is more that to do how that. You d-
8: how you do it at your dealership if you have somebody from out of state that wants to say they want a Supra and they call you up they want to buy the Supra and they want you to ship it to them is that how would you how would you work
1: that deal? we would order the we'd order the vehicle because everything's gonna be in order with it just the deposit that's refundable um, when the vehicle comes in um, the final yeah,
6: let's, let's, say, let's say
8: it's sitting on your lot and somebody calls you up they researched it they went all over the country and you're the only one that has the color they want and the, and the, and the packages that they okay, want. Okay, we're talking about a hypothetical
1: because we don't have yeah. any on the lot. So there's a car on the yeah, lot, and then we come to terms up. on – hang on a second, Bob. Here, um, the, we, we come to terms on the price. Um, right. We don't ship – We don't. the car does not leave the lot until we are paid in full or have a, con- a cashable contract if we're financing. Or, or okay, leasing. so
8: how does that work basically? Why are okay. you the money –
1: um, we can ha- we, They can send us a check in the mail. They could wire the money directly into our account, or they could drive over with a suitcase full of cash. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Bob, it's
0: not uh, a big Bob- deal, Pet This is done all the time, and uh, I, I think it's if, if you're dealing with a franchise new car dealer, chances are you're not going to have a problem. If they try to screw you, uh, you, you go to the manufacturer, they'd be in serious trouble. So I wouldn't worry about it. I think you're maybe overthinking this in terms of someone trying to yeah. steal the money.
2: Yeah, but, Bob, yeah, just uh, Bob uh, whatever you decide, uh, please give us a call and let us know uh, what your decision was uh, because it, uh, there's a lot of options here, yeah. and it sounds yeah, I, like you've I explored just, if, all of them.
8: Well, the that, thing is, um, if, if I have to send somebody 50 grand over the, you know, a check for 50000 yeah, I want it to get sting. that call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. All that's, right, well, you
2: guys have many.
8: a thank great you. day, and uh, thank Thanks, you for Bob. taking my call. Oh, right. you're welcome, bye
2: bye. Bob. Thanks. Have a great weekend. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530, youranonymousfeedback.com. You know, uh, we went out to Chattanooga, Tennessee. Well, we didn't. Uh, the uh, Agent Lightning went out there, and she did a great mystery shop We were there on in spirit. Uh, Kia. Hmm?
1: We were there in spirit. <laughs> yeah.
2: Exactly. We're always there. <laughs> we're all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you want to stay tuned for that. Uh, we're going to go to the recovering car dealer.
0: We'll see if we have any texts or f- yep. YouTubes.
1: We've got okay. Anne-Marie is sitting here. I got okay. We have to kick it off with Anne-Marie.
2: Good morning, Anne-Marie.
1: Uh, Anne-Marie says, good morning. Insurance ads on TV do their best to convince us that we're in good hands or they'll be there like a good neighbor or that their staff will protect our homes and vehicles 24-7. Uh, your dealership has a body shop that fixes vehicles that have been in accidents. That is true. One, in your experience, and I understand that other body shops, collision centers have, may have different experiences, which insurance companies are the easiest to work with to get customer vehicles fixed properly? Two, are there any insurance companies in your experience that are extremely difficult to work with? Or three, are all insurance companies pretty much the same to work with? Uh, and four, what should drivers look for in an insurance company when they consider picking a company other than price? And before anybody jumps into it, I just want to say that I didn't know this until today, that Consumer Reports actually ranks the insurance company. You knew a- that.
2: Abso- absolutely. You yeah, know, things that. Do, They absolutely do. Number and, one is... And I've got to say... Where is Alan when we need him? I know. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> the all the insur-
1: from our point of view, all the insurance companies are lovely, wonderful, professional people to work with, and we appreciate their business. Um, um, but consumers have their own opinions, and we know that USAA is the number one by Consumer Reports. Well, I, I, yep. uh,
0: first of all, I would disagree with us. I'm kidding. That, we, was, we, that was to w- what, w- what I was going to say is that, is that insurance companies are like car dealerships you, know, you you got Ford dealers you got Toyota dealers you got Honda dealers you got Allstate but you also have the local adjusters the local managers and the people you deal with and they're only as good as the weakest link in the chain and you can go with Allstate which is a very reputable well-known company and you get a jerk who's an adjuster uh, you got a problem and uh, you're dealing with human beings same thing with car dealerships. You know we're, we're a car dealership uh, We pride ourselves on the, our integrity and the way we treat our customers, but people come into our dealership and they get Screwed around because we have somebody that's not doing their job. So it, it's really hard I don't think any of the insurance companies we deal with are chronically bad One good thing about uh, insurance companies in each state, they're regulated by the state insurance commissioner's office. And I say to people that are having problems buying a car, go to the Department of Motor Vehicles. It really gets that dealer's attention. I say if you have a problem with your insurance company, go to the state insurance commissioner, write them a letter, copy the insurance company, and that gets their attention too. Because the insurance commission can put an insurance company right out of business, and that gets their attention.
1: All right, Anne-Marie, and let's go ahead.
2: Excuse me, Stu. Uh, We're going to go to Linda in Plantation. All right. Good morning, Linda.
4: Good morning. Love your show. It's very informative. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for waiting. No problem. I have a question regarding checking the transmission fluid. I have a 2014 Dodge Grand Caravan. And I do little things myself like check the oil and I wanted to check the transmission fluid. So I opened up the hood, I looked for the dipstick. I could not find it. I then called over my neighbor, an older gentleman who I thought, you know, would be able to help me. And he started looking in the engine and he also couldn't find it. So we pulled out the um owner's manual where it has the picture of the inside of the engine and I looked up transmission fluid. And there was nothing at all on how to check the transmission fluid. So I went to the Internet, and it said for this particular car, there is no dipstick on the 2014 Dodge Grand Caravan that if I want to get it checked, i got to bring it to a dealer, Mm. and they will insert their own dipstick, and they will (laughs) check it for me. I can't believe that something like this exists. That's not I'm, right.
0: I'm surprised. That's really amazing.
2: That's not right. Have you heard about that, Rick? Oh, yeah. Have <laughs> <laughs>
0: you?
5: Uh, as a matter the, of fact... Does Toyota do it? Oh, yes. As a matter of fact, um, Toyota Transmissions, it says right in the repair manual, Yeah. inspect for external leaks. If no external leaks are found, it can be assumed that the transmission fluid level is correct. Mm-hmm. Wow.
0: I just learned something It's else.
5: sealed. Most transmissions are now using... Uh, basically a lifetime fluid uh the the fluid that toyota uses is designated ws and these fluids are never meant to be changed even if you're towing or anything like that as long as it's within the reasonable use of that vehicle then you don't need to change the fluid it's good for the lifetime of the vehicle and the fluid level where it used to be on a dipstick you had a range that was almost a quart of change that you could have on that that fluid level it's so temperature responsive now it it expands and attracts by temperature that you have to set the fluid level when it's at a very specific temperature range and you have to have it almost perfect within like a quarter of a quart to a half a quart, perfect level.
0: But you say the you say the dealers are furnished with the ability to check the
5: yes. The, the, the we the do level. have the special equipment to yeah. to change to how set special, the fluid level how properly.
0: Sp- how special is the equipment? I mean, a dipstick is a dipstick, isn't it?
5: Right, but now huh. you actually have to put the transmission into a special mode. You tell it go into this mode where it can sense the temperature properly. And when the temperature is in a very specific range, thats only about 20 degrees of temperature. That is where you have to have the fluid set at a perfect level. Mm -hmm. And if you get too much or too little, it can cause damage to the transmission. It's got to have a very specific amount of fluid in it. So obviously if a customer were to do this and they didn't get the fluid level exactly right, it could damage
1: the transmission.
0: And they're saving a ton of money on dipsticks. Huh?
1: Yeah, guys, I True. think I think they that term is considered offensive now. They, it's called a it's an oil checker stick. I think. Okay, oil checker yeah. stick. It dipsticks is a is offensive term.
0: <clears throat> Brenda, I tell you what, a great question. I uh, I learned something and. Uh, uh, you did too, and uh, I'm very impressed that uh, you're a female do it yourself or she you, prides Linda. herself on that. I mean, so, Linda, uh, I have know, congratulations! I got
2: to s- I gotta stop and say for a moment here, boy, you blew me away with your conversation. My goodness gracious, there isn't anything that you couldn't do. And hey, oh what's, no. what's what's what's, what's no, up I... with the what's up with the you uh, you told me not to say that anymore?
1: Dipstick. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, the other. you said not to call it that. You said to call it what? Uh,
1: an, an oil t- checking probe. <laughs> Fluid I, level I, indication device. I don't like
2: any of it. I want my dipstick <laughs> back. <laughs> I'm an old-fashioned oh, girl.
4: Well, <laughs> I did call you a few weeks ago. I was a first-time caller, and I really enjoy listening to your show, but I just try to keep my car well-maintained. I try to do the basic things myself. And here, I can't even check the transmission fluid. Yeah, what's I, up with that? Go figure. Yeah. Well,
5: but it used to be transmission fluid is recommended to be changed about every 30,000 miles. Now, you never have to change it for the life of the vehicle. Three, four hundred thousand miles, it's good.
2: Really? I mean, you know, the, I, the
4: problem I, I, is about about five years ago, I did have some type of a problem with this car. I brought it in to the dealership. And there was something, they changed the seal, and they took out, they drained the transmission fluid, and they replaced it. So I wanted to check it because I hear a little bit of a click when I put my foot on the gas pedal and when I release it. And it comes and it goes. It's just a light-clicking sound. So I'm trying to be my own diagnostician of trying to check things on the car to see what the problem is.
5: I would try this, uh, go on YouTube and look for a video that tells you how to clean the throttle body and it's a very gentle procedure. Uh, you know the Scotch-Brite pads that you use for scrubbing dishes? Yes. Basically, you're just going to use a piece of that. Be very careful you don't drop it down in, in through the throttle body, but you're going to use just a piece of that and just basically scrub the throttle body opening where the big butterfly plate is. Uh, YouTube, you'll be able to find videos that will show you how to do that. What we find most often is carbon buildup will actually start to collect on that plate and on that throttle body housing, and it gets a little sticky. And when you're stepping on the, the throttle, on the uh, pedal, the plate will, will stick for a second, then it will pop loose. And that'll make that little tick sound you're hearing and then when you let off it'll make a little tick sound as it's going back but if you're if you're the do-it-yourselfer that I think you are I, I bet you can find a YouTube video that show you exactly how to go in give that a quick clean out and that'll probably take care of your noise
2: wow you guys are fantastic Oh, you're it, fantastic Linda Linda it, doesn't it doesn't it make you isn't it therapeutic I mean that it, it, you you know you're going out and you get to the garage or the driveway and you're taking care of your car for me it uh, creates a, a diversion for me to the fast-paced stressed out life uh that uh know goes on because we've gone sideways in the world but it definitely is therapeutic and now what i'm doing is not only do i do things on my avalon but uh, i'm doing things on our tesla which is a whole lot different and earl just always warns me don't touch that button because we don't know what that button does but i'm a curious person and i like pressing buttons but back to you boy oh boy uh you are a doer yourself
4: Thank you for your fantastic help. I appreciate it very much. Great
2: show. Keep up the great work, guys. Oh, keep on calling, Linda. We love hearing from you. Okay, 877-960-9960, and you can text us at 772-497-6530, youranonymousfeedback.com. We're going to get back to Stu, as I know he has a lot of texts.
1: Well, I just have a perfectly timed anonymous feedback. Um... You're saying that we hope car dealers are listening. Um, Here's something. I'm not sure. Um, I disagree with Earl's assessment that manufacturers will be going direct to the public in the future. While many of today's car dealerships may close down and their sales procedures may change, the service side will always be needed as long as cars are running. Uh, Many people like the convenience of dealerships and don't mind paying for their services, especially the high-end luxury dealerships that owners of those vehicles prefer. Well,
0: I, I the way cars are today, yes, you're right. There will always be uh, requirements for service department. But remember, cars are changing, and <clears throat> once we get to 100 EV, uh, the the maintenance and repair of an electric vehicle is is a quantum drop from a combustion engine car. So, yes, you'll always have to have some sort of a service area uh, for. Even electric vehicles, but they'll be much smaller. I mean, when you look at the size of the average car dealership and the average service department, you know, in our dealership, we, you know, I, I, Sue probably knows the square footage. I don't know, but we is is huge, and we've got uh, many thousands, <laughs> thirty technicians. How many? How many stalls do we have?
1: Forty uh, something.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, 90. a huge millions and millions of dollars invested in in uh, these service facilities. And this service is going to be dropping. Uh, fast forward 20 years, all the cars are electric. Uh, you'll have one-tenth, and I'm, it's a, I'm, I'm guessing, but about one-tenth of the service required on a car that you have today. So, yes, dealers in that sense, but see, Tesla has service centers, but they're owned by Tesla. I think you're going to see Honda, General Motors, Ford, they'll all have service centers, regional They won't be on every street corner because you don't have any very, very many problems with electric vehicles. And uh, you'll swing in and have your electric vehicle checked and swing out again.
5: Rick? As a technician, I've already seen a huge change in the amount of maintenance that's being done on vehicles just from when I started back in the 90s to now. And it's accelerating. Uh, It's... I see young guys coming into the into the field now, and I wonder what their career is going to be in ten years, fifteen years. What are, what are they going to be experiencing? I don't know where I'm, where I'm going to be because I don't know. You know, it just uh, things are changing so fast. It's
0: yeah, you know, it's it, amazing. You're right. It's it, this is a watershed moment in automobiles and for, worldwide, and. Uh, you know, people. You know, our great grandchildren will look back on this time and say, "Wow, you know, what a primitive, what a primitive thing combustion engine cars were." Can't believe it. Not only do they, uh, you know, do they cost a lot to buy, they cost a lot to maintain, and they pollute the planet and blah. I mean, they're going to really be, they're they're going to be looking at us like cavemen. In 20 years, based on our transportation. Means. They'll,
5: they'll be looking at us like we would look on a blacksmith. <laughs> right.
2: Yeah. I That's mean, right, yeah.
5: granted, there are still blacksmiths, but not near as many as there were 200 years ago.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Aunt um, Stu, yeah. uh, uh, do the kids say to you, hey, hey, Dad, uh, what, what did you use that for? Or was that, te- were you in that telephone back then? Uh, <laughs> in your cell phone, it was the size of a bread box. Do they?
1: It's always Question. A, yeah, it's always a fun conversation when I talk about like the old technologies, but that's it's all over TikTok and social media. That's got a thing. They have kids who are presented with like an old computer and they say, "All right, turn it on." And it's a, you fun, you watch them start to explore it. It kind of looks like chimpanzees that found something that you threw into the enclosure and they're they're kind of scratching their head and um, they can't figure it out. <laughs> and they love the idea of the, that there was one phone in the house that everybody shared. And then, and when what about
2: the extension? Uh, oh I mean, did you live through that? I mean, that oh yeah, was it was <laughs> it was
1: very very different back then. So it's kind of crazy. Um, you don't realize how much things has changed until suddenly you're older and you go, "Wow, things sure have changed." Yeah, <laughs> you
2: know, It's kind of s- crept up on us. I can say that about TikTok, uh, because many many years ago, you know, uh, someone told me you're missing something. You should go to TikTok and. I didn't think TikTok was for me, but I went anyway, and I checked it out, and guess what? It's not for me. And Uh, uh, what I worry about is, um, you know, the uh, generation uh, that is really, uh, I don't know, what is it, 50% of your uh, teenage uh, family and so many others that go right to TikTok, and there's some, well, not so... pleasant stuff well, on tiktok well, and it's a it's little dangerous but it's a great way to uh well advertise
1: okay listen to this this is really neat um rick i have a question for you um my honda 2019 honda Accord is hesitating when i push the gas uh and when it goes um it, it shudders as it accelerates what could be the problem and what was the year 2019 honda accord
5: hmm hesitates at a shudder. I would be looking at transmission issues there.
1: Okay, I asked ChatGPT, and it says I'm not a mechanic, but there's several potential reasons why. I'm wondering if, if uh, AI can help do it with the diagnosis. Sure. Um, some possible causes um, could be dirtier, clogged fuel, fuel injectors. Over time, fuel injectors can become dirtier, clogged, which leads to poor fuel delivery and performance issues. A malfunctioning mass fluor- MAF sensor. It has uh, seven possible suggestions. Hmm. That's kind of neat. Even if uh, you don't use it to diagnose your car, you could definitely use it to educate yourself before you went to the service department hmm. and sound like a genius. Yep, there you <laughs> go. You
0: know, I, 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 I think we might be overemphasizing AI now. I mean, the potential to AI is just gigantic, but it's not there yet. And yep. uh, you know, uh, I've seen, I'm, I'm playing with it all the time. Now, the other day I this did- This one's gpd
1: 4 This is the, the newest one. Yeah.
0: The other day, I did my walk, and I, I always try to do my power walk, my two-mile power walk, and try to better my record, and I'm always trying to get a record. In order to calculate uh, my fastest mile, I have to use some basic algebra uh, to do that. So the other day, I said, eh, instead of me you know, writing on a, on a pad, I'll just a- ask AI. And they came back with, with this uh, answer that was so authoritative and grammatically correct, and You know, it was just very sophisticated. I said, "Wow!" I said, uh, "But it was wrong." Yeah, (laughs) I said, "I I thought I walked faster than that," and I even told Nancy, "I said, look, I got an answer from AI. I went back and checked AI, and they were wrong."
1: But the neat thing is, you could tell it was wrong. It would apologize and probably do it right. (laughs)
0: Probably, but ten years from now. Uh, it's going to be a whole different story. Uh, it's not going to be wrong, and uh, it'll be fun to watch the progress.
2: Yeah, we, we went round and round over that. Uh, hey, listen, uh, guys, we thank you for tuning in to Earl Stewart on Cars. Just in case t- you just tuned in, yes, you're listening to Earl Stewart on Cars. And give us a call at 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. we got a couple of calls holding, and uh, we're going to get to... Um, Howard in Jupiter. Good morning, Howard.
6: Good morning. I hope you're all well. beautiful day today as usual. Yes it uh, is. Have a couple of, yeah I have a couple of questions. Um, what's happening with the Mirai now? Uh, I know they're only uh, driven in California. Did right. they stop that uh,
1: No they uh, still experiment? I, th- I think that they still are ma- manufacturing it um, but like you said it's it's only in California. Or I don't know if they have it in Japan, but it's not a. Um, it's like you said, it's more of an experiment. It's a good, good way to, to describe it.
6: Yeah, but it, it seems to be. I mean, the uh, uh, the thinking behind it is that uh, it uses water, you know, as well, fuel. It's, it's
1: it's 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 ingenious. It uses a fuel cell, um, like they use to power. Um, um, things up in space (laughs) and it just takes uh air and um it it splits it into water and um and
0: and i think it goes under the heading of uh one of the few major mistakes toyota made and uh hydrogen fuel cell Akio toyota is uh, no longer (laughs) Uh, you know, running Boy, the show.
1: That, that,
0: that was his baby. So he yeah. got he got on the fuel the fuel cell hydrogen uh, bandwagon. Wouldn't get off until it was too late. Now Toyota's playing catch up to get back in the EV business.
6: Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, one other question about the th- th- throttle body cleaner. Um, you know, when I was younger, I used to do it myself. And I used to you had the carburetor cleaner spray, and sp- it would spray on it, and it would it would be perfect uh however uh, i can't do that anymore i'm uh, 87 so if, if i bring it into earl your, your place and i say uh let me have a service on the trial body uh that's usually not a service that you do uh you have to request it you, you, you don't offer that correct
5: we will we'll offer it if you come in and say i've got a problem and that may be one of the solutions we'll offer um if you ask for it as a service, we will we will do that for you. Um, the only caveat that I will say for any do-it-yourselfers out there, if you use a spray like that, do not spray it directly into the throttle body. Spray it onto a rag or a piece of that Scotch-Brite cleaner and shake off the excess because you only want just a little dab. Just a little dab will do you. You don't want too much of that in there because it can actually gum up the the uh, electric motor that operates that throttle body and can cost you a lot of money for damaging it. So just a very little bit on a cloth, wipe it out real well, and be done with it.
6: Okay, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. I never thought of that. I, I always sprayed it on it. I never yeah. had a problem. But, uh, but on the old
5: carbureted good... cars, you were fine with that. But with throttle yeah. body, the new throttle bodies on fuel-injected cars, You don't want to just spray it in there heavy-handed.
2: Yeah, and that's true, Howard. Everybody, you know, like you just said, you know, they they spray directly on whatever they're working on. Uh, But I find now that uh, if I'm working on something, definitely I spray it on a cloth first uh, before I apply it as to where I'm working on because I don't want to, you know, make the problem worse by gumming it up as, uh, you know, Rick said. Well, I suggest if
6: you don't know what you're doing, go on YouTube, And then if U2 does, doesn't help you, go to the dealer. Uh, but don't take any chances. I, I took chances by spraying. I never had a problem. But uh, then again, I was lucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, according to Rick, uh, I, I beat the odds because I, I used to spray it right on the frog. As long as, long
1: as you didn't inhale it, too, Howard. Just. Yeah, mm. that, too. Yeah, don't <laughs> inhale.
2: <laughs> Howard, it's always great hearing from you. And, and we- it's always
6: great talking to you, and have a good day. And uh, you guys are great and wonderful, and you help people. Uh, I, I've been talking to several people about you. Aww. They had no idea that uh, you don't charge dealer fees. They had no idea that if, if you have a problem, bring it into Earl, and uh, they'll discuss it and, and take care of it. And another thing that I told them, I said, if you, if you go to an outside mechanic and ask him to fix something, he gives you a price, and then you got. Uh, he calls you up and said, "Oh, there's another part we have to uh, install. It'll be extra." Uh, Earl Stewart doesn't do that. He gives you a price and he sticks to it, which is
1: great. Thanks. Howard.
6: A lot of people don't know that, by the way. Hey, Josh Howard, says hi. By the people way, people know
1: it. Josh says hi.
6: Oh, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, Josh. Okay.
2: That's- Howard, <laughs> thanks, thanks so much. Thanks, thanks, thanks for Uncle being Loward. a follower. <laughs> <Michael> <laughs> <Loward>. That's good. <laughs> Have a great weekend. We're going to go to John in West Palm Beach. Good morning, John.
10: Hey, good morning. Uh, let me put the windows up so you can hear me.
2: Okay. Uh, Thanks for hanging on.
10: Right. Oh, you know, you're welcome. Uh, as far as uh, the you know the future and it happening about you know, as far as the technicians, they're all going to adjust and adapt. Uh, I believe, and then, and then they're all going to have to adjust and adapt into uh, electronics and ele- uh, electronic performance. Uh, is more and more EVs. I, You know, when I was at your dealership uh, a couple weeks ago, you guys represented uh, like four or five different EVs that were on your lot, starting with the Rivian to the Kia and that. So you have several, you know, and, and if they're servicing them, they come in, they're going to have to know how to service those. Uh, but as far as dealerships closing up, if they do, uh, I, I see a lot of potential for uh a lot of these mechanics that can still work on old cars... Good point. Uh, Good point. Have a, the, it, because how, ma- how many people right now can go out and buy a 1970-whatever and then be able to advance the timing on it by turning the distributor if it doesn't have EFI or an electronic uh, uh, ignition?
5: You know, I've still got a dwell I meter.
10: I mean... <laughs> You know, I don't even know. Stu, You said you started in the '90s or whatever, but you know, did you? You've got spark plugs, but how about the rotors?
0: Well, (laughs) John, I'll give you. Here's a good example. I've got a 1937 Pontiac on the showroom floor of my Toyota dealership. Yes, I saw it. And I I don't (laughs) think there's any mechanic we got in the dealership that knows how to work on it. I mean, I don't mean literally because it's pretty basic, but uh, uh, it is really amazing how uh to say on top of technology i guess you just don't you can't possibly train a mechanic how to fix a 1937 vehicle and a 2023 vehicle i mean uh they're they're two entirely different animals and uh, it is
2: interesting
10: they they would have to unlearn things
2: yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
10: Very much and so. forget what you know, and go, you got to go all the way back to the basics.
2: Yeah,
5: exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Points <laughs> and condenser.
10: Uh, here, re- rebuild the carburetor. What? You rebuild these, don't we? Just toss <laughs> <laughs> them out and put a new one on and rebuild No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this one's going to have to be rebuilt.
2: Memories. <laughs> you
10: know, make sure the float isn't, uh, make sure the float's still working. Oh, yeah,
2: don't forget the float. <laughs>
10: <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, the, uh, like I said, you know, but there's still going to be need for mechanics who can work on the older, especially since uh, classic cars from the 50s and 60s, they, they, we need people. And, if you know, how many are posting those on uh, YouTube? You know, YouTube's not going to be able to answer everything. They can answer the general, but when it comes to specifics,
0: you like, know, like, like, I don't like Rick said last week, I remember said, we still have blacksmiths, so uh, we'll always have car mechanics. Uh, it just yep. won't be as many, but uh, we don't have as many horses, so that's the reason we don't have that many well, blacksmiths.
2: Yeah, we got to get some horses. John, it was a pleasure talking to you.
10: we got some calls
2: backed up, so give us a call again. You're quite entertaining. Thank you. We're going to go to Bill. Uh, who is holding and he's calling us from New York gee I hope it warmed up a bit how you doing bill
9: I'm doing good um, I have a question for the uh, for the mechanic
2: okay yeah. Rick is ready
9: okay um, uh, Rick uh, when they, I watch uh, vehicles being uh, pulled out from a ditch in a uh, by the by the tow truck
5: Uh Okay.
0: You're still there, Bill?
9: Yes, I'm still there. Um, I was wondering when they pull it by the wheels, can that damage the wheel
5: bearings? Mm, Not likely. Usually when they're pulling them out of a ditch or something, they're going to hook a chain up to the the frame or the unibody structure of the car to try to get a, a safer pull on it. When they do have to try to hook up to the wheels, it's not really going to hurt the wheel bearings very much because they're going very slow at it, and it's it's not anything in a jerking motion. But once a car's gotten damaged in a ditch, uh, there might be damage to it anyway, so it's going to wind up at a body shop for repairs anyways.
9: Okay. Now, the, the other thing I wanted to say was that... um Uh, I find that uh, with the transmission fluid on these vehicles, that I think you're better off changing uh, the transmission fluid at maybe 60,000 miles because I don't believe in uh, lifetime uh, transmission fluid.
5: And most transmission shops and pretty much all dealerships are going to have what's known as a fluid exchanger machine that it connects in on the cooler lines for the transmission and it will basically, uh, when we used to do a transmission service back in the day we would drain and fill the pan and we would change about four quarts of fluid. Transmissions back then usually held 12 to 15 quarts of fluid. They still hold that same 12 to 15 quarts but now you fill that machine up entirely with 12 to 15 whatever it's rated to be for that transmission and it pumps all the old fluid out and all fresh new fluid in. They're, they're designed to do that specifically.
0: Yeah, Bill, Bill let me just say one thing. I know how you feel and we have a lot of people that listen to this show they say the same thing about oil changes. I don't care I'm not going to change my oil only once a year. I'm going to change it yeah, we got people that change their oil every three months just because they believe strongly in it. But the fact of the matter is with today's technology you don't need to and uh, the reason I jump in I mean if it makes you feel better to t- change your transmission fluid, then by all means do it. But uh, there are too many car dealers out there and other service departments that they try to sell you this transmission flush and change the transmission fluid when the manufacturer says clearly you don't need to do it. I mean, I put my faith in the manufacturer, their engineers, their scientists. I mean, these guys are pretty good. I mean, they're on top of technology. And manufacturers aren't going to tell you not to repair something or, or, or maintain something. Uh, if it needs to be maintained. So uh, I know it's hard to get used to these things, but don't uh, don't be taken advantage of.
9: I want to I thank you all, and I, I watch you on YouTube uh, on every Saturday. So thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Bill.
2: You're welcome, Bill. Okay, I think Stu or Rick has got some YouTubes. Or ta- well, I've
5: actually got uh, a couple of interesting ones here. Um, like from Donovan, where he mentions that... Uh, See, if tried to pull this where he was. Ah, there we go. Uh, he says, to what Stu was saying, service will still be needed even when all vehicles go to electric vehicles, but they'll require a lot less service. Car dealers will be smaller delivery centers with a small service station attached. He says, there'll be lots of tire shops when we're all EV. And he says, I'm with Rick on it. Guys coming into service industry today better get a very good understanding of electronics or they'll have a very short career. Very true. Yeah. And myself on the tire and tire mentioned, um, I think tires, one of the things that they're working on now are 3D printed tires that you would simply drive in and they would simply exchange your wheel and tire assembly with a brand new one that's got the, the tread printed right back onto it. Hmm. And instead of using a pneumatic filled tire, it'll have like a honeycomb format inside a, of a form to absorb all the bumps and bangs as you're driving down the road and you're not going to have pneumatic tires anymore so you have no more flats no more worry about checking tire pressures and when the tread wears out they just put a new belt assembly on there might it has Still need, the honeycomb you, and you has a tread
1: cut in it you might need an alignment
5: uh, maybe an alignment yeah but even then amazing we've seen everything else turn to computers and adjust you know electronic a servo, adjusters. Yeah. Oh, why not a little servo motor that can simply make minor adjustments and yeah. adjust your alignment as you're driving down the road
1: yeah I think uh, if that's the last thing that r- remains that's <laughs> that's how it's gonna go oh. it's gonna disappear
2: and what a great place to do it
1: yeah I have some anonymous feedback from something we talked about last week unless we have a phone call which it, I'd rather get <laughs>
2: Okay, Frank, thank you for holding. Frank's calling us from Jupiter Farms.
1: Well, good morning. It's always my pleasure to
11: hold. That way, when I'm holding, it, it's not just listening to a dial tone. I actually hear the radio station in the background because so I'm courting us to turn my radio off for no background um, feedback. So I've learned over the years, you know, you guys, I'm teachable. So anyway, <laughs> with that, um, while we're talking about tires, just the other day, just, I mean, like two days ago, I was over on PGA, and up at a medical building, and with a lot of turns and this and that, and these um, cement curbs, and I'm sitting there looking at these curbs with all the black tire marks. These people run into these curbs, I mean, on a daily basis because whatever, probably because of our age group nowadays, or just it's, it's unique. I mean, it's, a, it's an interesting maze of, 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 and I can see how many tires are being knocked out of the line or, or scuffed up, but anyway, that's not what I'm calling. Um Last week I meant to tell you and I forgot. I get sidetracked. But on Thursday morning, um, I was at Costco a little after nine something, pumping gas. Great time to go there. There's very few cars, and the lady next to me was ranting and raving and all upset. And I said, "Hi, what's going on?" And she said, "I just came from Napleton." Nah. Was, and she used words <laughs> I don't want to use on the air because I get bleeped out or I get fined by the FEC. But she was a very upset with Napleton. And I said, well, you need to call 877-960-9960 on Saturday morning to tell Earl and Nancy Stewart about your... And I said, and you might even make $50. Uh, and um, she goes, what, phone sex? I said, no, no, just <laughs> make this <off." laughs> uh,
0: Frank, I, I got, ever- I got some good news for you. Uh you couldn't have you couldn't have brought up a better yeah. subject 'cause I'm I, you. I've been wanting to talk about I'm gonna wait till you hear you're this. Not, you're not streaming. I know you're in the car, but yeah. for those that are streaming I'm gonna hold up uh, this week's automotive news. And uh, Napleton uh, w- has been terminated by Hyundai. Uh, Napleton has two Hyundai dealerships yes. in Palm Beach County, uh, w- uh, West Palm Beach Hyundai and North Lake Hyundai, North I think. Hyundai. And uh uh, finally, uh, Nissan's been after Napleton for a long time, so uh, they basically uh,
1: gave them a <laughs> he called a he committed termination murder.
0: letter. You get, you he
1: committed it. murder. You said the only way a car dealership gets terminated in Florida is if he commits murder.
0: Well, it was actually I it, it was right actually a, a a sexual
1: there, abuse. Metaphorically, uh,
0: speaking. Uh, Ed Napleton Jr. Uh, was uh, was tried uh, several years ago for. Uh, sexual abuse of a, um, actually, I think it was a Hyundai employee, a trainer, uh, and within the course. Anyway, uh, the the reason I think it's interesting is that you didn't know about it and nobody locally knows about it. The local press didn't pick it up. And then, and, and to even add insult to injury, even though Nissan has terminated Naples and Hyundai in, in Palm Beach Hyundai. County, both of them, uh, They will continue to do business Mm -hmm. because they can appeal it. So so many the appeals could last two years or longer. So meanwhile, all the people in Palm Beach County that wanna buy a Hyundai, you gotta go to Napleton. And Napleton is going to be the dealer for Hyundai, in spite of the fact that Nissan, the menu i mean, Hyundai, yeah—the you know, Hyundai, the manufacturer, doesn't want to have you there, have him there as a dealer. But he's there, and this all goes back to the strength of the dealer lobby in Florida. The fact that they have the attorney general in their pocket. Uh, attorney general has never done anything. Uh, the. Here, here's a here's a dealer that has been taking advantage of customers for years and years and years they become a joke actually you know if you want to say crooked dealer you don't say that you say Napleton yeah. and here they are still in business the only way Nissan was or Hyundai was able to get rid of them was because of a uh, it was they were accused of rape and they got this yeah, they it, got yeah. the uh, charge reduced to sexual battery or something like
1: that and
2: he got five years probation Five years probation. I mean, if you would have seen this video uh, that everybody had access and viewed, I mean, uh, it makes your skin crawl. It's just, uh, this is just an amazing story. And just like Earl said, appeal after appeal after appeal, and they still do business. And what Stu said, huh. you got to commit murder to lose <laughs> your franchise.
1: I just, it's insane that um, right here on North Lake Boulevard, we have a dealership that was um, investigated, f- fined by the federal government and, the f- and that um, FCC, um, b- millions of dollars. That was part of the group. And then the own manufacturer comes and shuts them down. And then this is all happening within the jurisdiction of the attorney general, the state of Florida, and the local prosecutors yeah. and investigators. It's all it's yeah. been happening here. So the, the 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 big higher ups are looking at it. It's yeah. right under the nose. Well, they tried
0: uh, the yeah. manufacturer tried to terminate Hyundai for a warranty fraud. They yeah. were they were they, there, there was a, a transmission issue, and uh, Hyundai had and so they extended the warranty on the transmission. So. Napleton went out to the auction and was buying Hyundais of that vintage and bringing them in to repair them.
1: Under warranty. And, and, a... and
0: they, they got off sc- scot free on that one. So it's unbelievable what a dealer, as, as Stu said earlier, you got to commit murder and be caught red handed before you can terminate a dealer in Florida.
2: You know, you, oh, you, and you know, Frank, um, you know, those, all of this ranting and raving here in the studio, um, let's talk about the consumer. My goodness, let's talk about the consumer. Do these people need this much money that they have to violate everyone who walks through that dealership? I mean, it's just, it's its disgusting. You, it, I, I don't know anyone who's gone to the dealership and left who didn't take a shower. I mean, it just turns your stomach.
11: Yeah, you know, No, very, very true. I mean, um, you would think sooner or later the people will learn, like, like you guys told us and I did myself and other your callers, just walk away. Don't buy it. Okay, let that next dummy come and buy it if there is. But sooner or later there won't be any dummies left to buy the cars and people will be educated thanks to your, your show and, and others like us going out there and, and, and talking about how unscrupulous they are.
2: Yeah, well, we talk about, you know, uh, reaching um, every consumer, and we talk about, you know, uh, people talking to us, but there is so much more work to do by us. There's so many more consumers to reach because they're still taking it being taken advantage of, and it just, uh, it it breaks your heart. It just really does, and we want to spread the word, and we hope that you do. We hope that you spread the word uh, about the radio show on Saturday mornings. And everything is free, you know, all of the information, everything that Rick shares with everyone, Stu, all of us. So, Frank, thank you so much for calling.
11: All right. You all have a very nice day, and I appreciate you being on the air.
2: Thank you. We're going to go to Marty in West Palm Beach. Good morning, Marty.
12: Good morning. How are you? Welcome. Welcome. Nice. I have a qu I have a question for Stu.
2: Okay,
1: I'm right here.
12: Okay, my 23 Camry XLE. I was told that's coming in May, so it'll be 14 months since I ordered it, but it's it's finally going to show up. So that that part is good. My yes. question for Stu is in 24 uh, for a 24 Camry. They're supposed to be making some changes, other than cosmetic. Are they doing anything different?
1: Just cosmetic, as far as I'm uh, aware of. Um, usually, it's a pretty big deal when they do a, a, a total, a, a major refresh or a, a re- or a remodel.
12: Okay, but it's not. Let me just ask you this: I probably should ask you this personally. Is it is it worth waiting for a twenty four versus a twenty three? But I've waited fourteen months for this car.
0: Marty, uh, how old are you?
12: Only 78.
0: <laughs> um, I'm only kidding. I'm just saying that you know, if you at some point you you, you need to buy it because the technology is moving so fast now that you're going to see a, a huge number of improvements and changes. But if you want a nice car, I say treat yourself and don't worry about moving. Yeah, just do know. whatever.
1: Yeah, because this one's going to be just marginally different from the next one. But I, I feel I, I totally get where you're coming from. It feels like they're like cell phones now, and I feel a compulsion, and I have to restrain myself to not get it every year. I'm so proud of Earl and Nancy. Uh, how long what, did you guys go before you upgraded to your, your current iPhones? You went years. You, uh, you didn't years do it, it four it years. years. Four years. Yeah. Um, some people can't do that with cars. Um, we have customers that come in and they're buying a car every every other year, because um, they want to keep up with it. Um, you know it's nuts, <laughs> but um, I'd say Marty, get the, just go ahead and get to 23, and then you know. Yeah, well, this car yeah.
12: also, this car also, I ordered as a hybrid, so this
1: will
0: and, be my first time. And Marty, so yeah. good news for you. You were worried about your trade-in. Uh, you're going to see retail prices going up for used cars this month. Yeah. Wholesale prices have already gone up, and and right about now, you're going to see used car prices rising. So, um, on your trade. In May when your car when your new car comes in your trade in is going to be worth more than it would be today
1: unless well, it goes I'm back hoping,
12: down. I'm hoping I'm hoping I'm hoping <laughs> Earl that you're correct
2: right. I'm
1: glad you said that want, I want
12: I want to pay, <laughs> pay as little as possible
0: Yeah, I don't blame you.
1: Yeah. I, I, we want you to pay as little as possible.
2: Absolutely, so. Marty. All
12: right. Well, okay. Have a good weekend everybody. You Thank you.
2: Do. You do the same. Thanks for giving us a call. Okay, uh, Rick?
5: I got one quick one here. This was from Negan1. He says, hey, Rick, let her all know he no longer has the fastest production car.
4: Ah! What?
5: The 2023 Dodge Challenger Demon 170. Demon, I don't like that. Just recorded an 8.91 second quarter mile at 1,025 horsepower. Straight from the factory. This oh, is and a then, factory, and then it
1: exploded. Oh no! <laughs> but <laughs> what is what's the uh, what's the zero to sixty on that guys? Isn't that isn't that the uh, I, benchmark?
5: I'd have to look that up on this one, but this this is where Dodge is just basically they're going insane with the Challenger. They're they're building these like certain ones, it's like it's like the Hellcat, but they're only building I, a very limited number of these. Obviously, uh, there is a factory option for a parachute.
0: In this car? No. No. Yes. Really? <laughs> that would be illegal. You can't have a parachute popping out of a car on the highway. On the road You can't have it. On the out out. The <laughs> But it is, it is an
5: option that you can actually have this option on this car.
0: I mean, you'd have you'd have crooks getting that so they could make their getaway. The cops would e- come up and exactly. pop their parachute yeah. out. Them.
5: But you'd, you'd have to rob a lot of banks to pay for that car. I'll bet. But it it Dodge did this with the Hellcat when they came out with the Hellcat Challenger, and then they came out with this demon that is like a ridiculous, ridiculous amount of horsepower. It's literally a drag strip car yeah. that has been built to legal road standards just barely.
0: Well, you know, there's a new Super Plaid coming out, Tesla Super Plaid, which my guess will be even faster than the Plaid. So maybe yeah. that's what I got to do that's- is trade my... Old plan in on the super plan. Oh, Why don't you get my a? Da- you should get a
1: demon. It, it goes uh, zero to 60 1.66 seconds, and that's yours is one point eight something, or isn't it? One point nine. Well, from zero to sixty. Yours is yeah zero yeah, to un- sixty. It's
0: under, under.
1: Under two. It's it's one point eight eight. I think yeah, is I, yours, yeah. and this got you by fractional, fractionally yeah. got you. But
5: uh, I, to me, I'm looking at it like, wow, you guys are just, just oh my goodness, but.
1: How loud is it to to go that fast? Oh, I
5: couldn't even imagine. Yeah. It's probably got some. There's there's probably some special button that you push to make it louder. <laughs> totally bypasses the mufflers right into a straight tailpipe. And just, just I just yeah, we're, we're talking ridiculous things here, probably. but I uh, it's oh Negan one just came, yeah he just came in zero to sixty in one point six six seconds. Crazy, oh, just I, over one and a half
0: seconds. Wow. That's yeah. If any, I just if. Uh, most everybody out there hasn't experienced that, and I, of course, I did 1.6, but 1.9. Uh, I'm not. I'm not saying this to be dramatic.
1: It affects the body.
0: It is faster than your mind. So faster th- than your mind. Yeah. Well, <laughs> funny, faster than my mind. You're right. Maybe not your mind, but when you, uh, for, for the very few times I've ever accelerated that fast in my Tesla, uh, I am fully aware of the total danger because. Uh, imagine going so fast that you're still mentally in one position and, and your car is half a mile ahead of you. Right. So that mentally, it's just not a healthy way.
1: You're still starting to push the accelerator <laughs> right. in your mind. I, I only
5: have one question. What happens when that thing hits 88 miles an hour?
1: He goes back in time. He goes back to 1958, as a matter of fact. His senior year at Pompey yeah. Chai. Oh, at the Under the Sea dance. All right, we have an actual comment from a listener. Um, Paul Anderson on Facebook um, says oil should be changed um, at 3,000 to 6,000 miles if it's full synthetic. The reason why manufacturers say 10,000 miles is to make it appear maintenance costs would appear lower. That's Paul's theory.
0: Well, you know, these people believe in these things strongly, and uh, uh, I I guarantee you we have some text now that uh, I don't think Rick is one of them, maybe you are, that that you actually, baby, you know, they love their vehicles. I mean, you, you love your vehicle, and you want to take care of it, and you want to be sure that it's okay. It's almost like a, a dog, you know, it's like a, right. your pet.
1: Yeah, like if you told me I, I had to feed my dog once a week, and yeah. that was good enough, I'm like, nah.
0: Yeah, so <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I don't take that away from you. If you feel better to change your oil every three months, Go ahead and change it. If you're going to afford it, go ahead and do it. It may not
5: help, but it can't hurt. Yeah, it can't hurt, right? Oh, uh, and Donovan <coughs> just came in. He says, the demon has actually already been beaten Hell no. <laughs> by the Lucid Air Sapphire, which is 1,200-plus horsepower and even faster. Oh. Uh, Lucid is an electric car, Yeah. electric startup. there like... Super luxury car. I didn't
0: know that. I didn't know. I, I, they're still saying wow. that Tesla is fastest. So the Lucid, what's the model?
5: Air Sapphire. Is that, is Sapphire. that
1: out yet? Is it or is that coming?
5: Uh, I'm wondering, uh, Donovan. If, if you know, is is that Air Sapphire out for sale right now, or is is, is still on its way? Yeah,
1: maybe I'll get one of those. Man, <laughs> let me see. let me look it up. Air Sapphire. How much do those cost?
0: How do you spell Sapphire?
1: S-A- S-A-P-H-I-R-E. Yeah. All right, let me get to this. Uh, we, have another, we have another text to here. Uh, Bob says, with miles per gallon, miles per gallon, miles per gallon, everyone's minds, I've had this experience. For the last 20 years, approximately, I've had three new Toyotas. On each one, I changed the air filter to a filter that allows more airflow. The result's been, for me, one to three more miles per gallon. Um, why haven't the manufacturers capitalized on this? If they're so concerned on MPG, um, FYI, the brand I use starts with a K and ends with an N.
5: Yeah, it's K and N. Uh, by the way, those K and N reusable oh, air filters, that's
1: all it is K and N. Yeah. Thanks, Bob.
5: Uh, they require special maintenance. You have to take the filter out, get by a special kit that has cleaner fluids that you wash it with, then you have to re oil it. It takes several applications of the oil has to soak in several times before you can put it back together. It's a several-hour adventure, Ooh. and it costs like 60 to $80. How often does it have to be done? About every 30,000 miles is recommended, okay. if not more often, whereas a factory paper filter, you can simply change that out in five minutes, and if you buy aftermarket, you're looking at $10 to $15, $20. Factory filters are $50 to $60. And the reason the manufacturer likes it is because they keep getting to sell you that very inexpensive but highly marked up paper filter right. over and over. So
1: so it's worth it. If you can have the time, you know what you're getting into every 30,000 miles. you got to take an afternoon and you're not driving that car and you're getting the filter all cleaned mm-hmm. and prepped to go back yep. in. So it's, it's a permanent way. It goes back in. You use it for 30,000 miles and use it for another 30,000? Yep. That's crazy back right. on oh, the Lucent
0: uh, Sapphire uh, that is uh, supposedly faster and that uh, it will uh, uh, 1200 horsepower uh, it's uh, going to be introduced uh, Said this year so yeah. it may have already been introduced yeah. it's also and a quarter
1: of a million dollars
0: Donovan, it's 250,000 and he also
5: says the plaid just got unlocked to, to go above the 200 mile per hour speed limit and they can add more power with software if they want. So Mm -hmm. if you were to travel out to Montana where there are roads there with no legal speed limit, Mm -hmm. provided you're driving, Within safe responsibility of your vehicle, and you're unhappy with your yeah, life. That I can go the Sawgrass. Expressway. They
0: don't have a speed limit. There. <laughs> oh, yeah.
5: <laughs> yeah, you can do 200 there. It out to Montana. Of like
1: all that. I can say is good luck, boss, and a goodbye crew your wheels up to date. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Steve's God! You know this. A, you know it's 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 going to be um it's a whole new generation of gearheads, um you know the software tweakers. And when you said unlocked, I'm like. Well, no crap, you can unlock a, an iPhone, which is very controlled by Apple, to do it, make it do whatever you want it to do, and you can unlock probably a Tesla to make it do whatever you want to do. Mm.
2: It's
1: gonna be okay. a fast, yeah. crazy a- future.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> um, you know, I think we're getting pretty close to our mystery shop. Uh, what do you think, guys? Are you oh, yeah. get, want to do it this? Time. I, okay. No,
0: I, uh, let me do this. I have one one other Tesla thing. I, you know, I, I, I kept my mouth buttoned on Tesla for most of the show. You've <laughs> done well. Uh, <laughs> Did I Did I talk about this last week? I've got three strikes on me now on my Tesla.
2: You didn't bring everybody up to date from the and, next from and the so, last, I don't know which why. I was in the car.
0: Anybody out? Yeah, I think I, I talked about it last week. But I'm gonna repeat my plea. Anybody out there with Teslas that want to use autonomous? You know how they measure your your hands on the wheel and the rest of it. And if you break the rules, they give you a strike. Well. Right away, Nancy got a strike, I got a strike, we had two strikes, and everything was fine. Of course, Nancy wouldn't let me put the autonomous on when she was in the car. So I put it on the other day when she was in the car, and I I drove about 15 miles fine. All of a sudden, it hit me with a strike and I had my hands on the wheel I
1: don't know why I thought Nancy might have sabotaged it she might oh. have yeah
2: I told, I told him I did <laughs> I she got was camera. there something <laughs> I, got, I got a camera hooked up inside the uh, Tesla uh, but what about the other strike so uh, I think you're short of strikes so you I lost think, it I think, you're, I, got, I think you got four
1: no I got three so you guys can't do the autonomous anymore
2: Okay, we need to check that because I think it's four mm-hmm.
1: no. you have to get back up to 100 or what do you have to do
2: uh, back never. up to 100? Well, there's new more. rules now. Tesla's really relaxed everything. Uh, so, okay, uh, Jonathan's giving me uh, the. Jonathan's in charge over there with the time. Hey, folks, uh, don't forget to go to Earl on Cars and take a look at this new column that he wrote uh, Leasing a car is more costly in post pandemic year. In this post pandemic year, it's definitely, definitely worth reading. Go to Earl on Cars and. Uh, you'll be glad you did. Uh, As far as the Mystery Shop is concerned, uh, vote. Uh, We really enjoy uh, getting your votes in, and you can do that by texting us at 772-497-6530. We went to, uh, well, Agent Lightning did a fantastic job, as I said earlier, and uh, she went to uh, Kia of uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee, and of course, Stu uh, wrote this in. What a magnificent job he does week in and week out. Now back to the recovering car dealer.
0: Okay, um, Mr. Shop of Kia of Chattanooga. And I was so happy that Agent Lightning chose to go in on the Telluride uh, to shop the Telluride. Um, uh, it, It was, I guess, the top pick in Consumer Reports. They really rave about this vehicle, so if you folks out there... Uh, this is, i um, holding it up for you streamers. Uh, the, the Kia Telluride got a score of 87, which is very good. And uh, th- they basically say that this is just one of the best cars we've ever tested. So that's what Agent Lightning did when she walked into Kia of uh, Chattanooga and um, see what would they charge for the best car, because her reports uh, ra- ranked in 2023. So here I am as if I were Agent uh, Lightning. I arrived at Key of Chattanooga mid-morning, was greeted by a young salesman as soon as I stepped out of my car. He asked if I was here to see anyone specifically. I told him I didn't have an appointment, just wanted to see if they had Tellurides in stock. He confirmed that they did and extended his hand to shake mine, introducing himself as Hayden. The fact that they have cars in stock tells you something. If you go into a car dealership today and you're looking for a specific model and if they do have uh, several cars of that vintage, uh, the red flag should go up because the reason they have several cars that are in inventory is because they're charging all the money for the car. They, they deliberately are going to maximize the price to you to minimize their inventory but still have a few to get the last dollar out of you when you come in. If If they're charging a fair price uh, to you, chances are you have to order the car and that has a price. People will pay a lot of money to get the car today. We have a caller, uh, Marty, that calls in every week. He's been waiting eight months for his car that he ordered from us and that's the way it is if the prices are fair. If they're not fair, you're gonna you're gonna have to uh, pay thousands of dollars over. So here we go. I told salesman. I didn't have an appointment, just wanted to see if they had any Telluride. He confirmed that they did and shook his hand. His name was Hayden. Uh, he asked me to follow him to where the one Telluride they had in stock was located. It was a new 2023 Kia Telluride S all-wheel drive with an MSRP of $42,465. By the way, the Consumer Reports it ranks the Telluride the best car um, they have a price range uh, of 35890 to 52985 That's a pretty wide range. And I'm sure they're looking at uh, uh, equipment all, yeah, and, uh, trim, and uh, trim and other things, as well as the fact that you're not going to buy one at MSRP. And the high price, they, they, they said uh, that they, in their experience, on a 2023 Telluride was 52, call it 53000 uh, uh, dollars The 2023 Kia Telluride uh, with an had a $42,465. And here we are with the addendum decal next to the minority Mer- Mer- label, which included a $29.99 market adjustment, $499 for accessories, dealer installed accessories, 199 for all-state theft protection. And that bothered me, Stu, uh,
1: Allstate. Uh, I don't know if they're se- if they're providing etch, etch to dealers, I, but that's I don't what that either. is. Well,
0: I, we should have checked that out. I'll check it out let you know next Maybe week. Maybe they
1: spelled Allstate with one L.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and 299 for Premier Defense, which was uh, fabric and, and uh, metal protection. Cayenne Chattanooga's list price was $46,461 which was uh, called $4,000 over MSRP. Uh, the car was locked, so Hayden excused his, himself to get the keys. Hayden was a salesperson, as I said, promising to return shortly. True word, he was back in less than three minutes. Hayden showed me the car's features, and then took me on a test drive. The 2023 model had 200 miles on it. Uh, when I mentioned this, he explained that someone had likely pre-ordered it and then changed their mind. I don't get that. Uh, it could be dealer trade. 200 miles is not a lot of miles to have on a new car. It, it, it happens. Back and, in, the, uh,
1: yeah, in the, yeah, in the, these days it's rare, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, it was, it was it very, very commonplace rare. to have and, a car in Remember,
0: yeah. when you buy a new car with miles on it, that's added to the mileage warranty. So and, unless it's got uh, a lot of miles, I mean, like uh, several thousand, but I think uh, they will, ex- is there a limit on what they'll extend to the mileage? Oh,
1: I know it's it's over the thousands. I mean, over can, thousand, yeah, because you know. um, I mean, they can put it. You can actually put it into a demo status. Um, I think it's more likely it's it's the only Telluride they got in stock, and they're 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 selling. It, they're trying to yeah. sell it for whatever. Driving so it's it. it's been driven a lot. It's yeah. been uh, test driven.
0: I think you're right. Yeah. Back at the dealership, he asked if I liked the Telluride. I sure I sure did, but I wasn't keen on the twenty nine ninety nine market adjustment. He said he understood, but unfortunately, he couldn't remove it due to their low inventory. I mean, it's an honest answer. I expressed my hesitation about the markup, Explained that the car was meant for an investment property in Georgia. And uh, Aiden suggested going inside so his sales manager could prepare a sales sheet to give me the exact final price. Well, we know where we're going now, right? Uh, back and forth. I asked if there was any cash or financing incentives, uh, but he said he doubted it, Explained that such offers were up to the manufacturer and he wasn't aware of any. I followed him to his desk where he asked for my information including where I planned to register the car. I told him this would be a first for me and asked if he knew the best way to handle it. Apparently, you know, he understands uh, Agent Lightning is from Florida and, and uh, they're buying the car in Georgia. He asked me to give him a minute to consult his sales manager since this was new territory for him as well. Sounds like a newbie, uh, new salesperson. He returned shortly and told me I could register the car either here or at my home in Florida, in Georgia or Florida. I chose the easier option for now. He left me at his desk, and again, to fetch the sales price sheet and returned a few minutes later with a worksheet. The market value selling price was the full pop. That was $46,461. Then they add the same stuff again, which is double absurd.
1: They double dipped.
0: <laughs> you know, double dipped. So, uh, they've already priced it in once. Now they're going to price it in again. $199 for Allstate Theft Protection. Um, And that's etch, glass etch. I just find it hard to believe that Allstate Insurance really has that as a product. It's a cheap product, been around for 20 years or longer with car dealers. It costs a dealer about 20, 30 bucks to uh, do the etch, and they charge. uh, Uh,
1: They do um, on Allstate's website. Oh. Yeah. Shame. So they, yeah, yeah, they like it. Shame on you, Allstate. It says it protects against auto theft.
0: You know, actually, you know, I take back the shame on you. It's the price It's the shame. Actually, the glass etch—it's oh. not a bad idea.
1: Oh, I'm sorry, no, no, no. I'm sorry. This is just information from Allstate about what etching is. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Let me I, let me keep looking.
0: <laughs> if you have a if if you have a glass etch uh, on the car, it, it's kind of like webcams. The, the the bad guy is gonna to go to the house that doesn't have the video security cameras and and why take a chance? So if you have a glass hatch and you and you get it at a fair price which might be 50 or 60 bucks to give the guy a profit, uh, and you've got the glass hatch, the potential car thief will go to the car next to it that doesn't have the glass hatch because it's got the VIN number and a cop can spot it and it's just less safer for the thief to steal a car without the glass edge. Okay, uh, now that I've done an endorsement for glass edge, uh, and of course two ninety nine for the premier defense, which is uh, uh, wax and uh, fabric protection, which is a joke uh, for three hundred bucks, crazy. Then they added a seven ninety nine dollar processing fee, which Hayden said was a dealer fee, and we call it a junk fee. He actually explained each item on the sheet without me asking, Now, that's unusual. I asked if there was any possibility of a price reduction, but he reiter- reiterated that it was highly doubtful due to their low inventory. Honest comment. I thanked him for his time and asked if I could take the sales sheet with me. He told me it was for internal use only, but offered to let me take a photo. Now, a lot of times they don't want you to take the photo. We haven't had Agent Lightning. Uh, tackled yet or no. had the camera knocked out of her hand, but she has been uh, risked uh, confrontation by taking pictures. So there we have it. And uh, th- that's, uh, we got pictures of all the, uh, all the documents. Stuff. And uh, we have uh, someone in Chattanooga, Tennessee charging thousands of dollars, uh, $4,000 over MSRP. Double for, dipping. For uh, a Telluride.
1: By the way, Allstate Insurance does sell it. I looked up Allstate Vehicle Protection, and it's an uh, etch, but it also they use micro dots, and I've heard of those before. They're little tiny um, sand grain-sized identification things that's yeah. supposedly in a national database, yeah. law enforcement, and that's part of the product.
0: Yeah. No, if, if you have a parent the theft deterrent products on your car, it is probably worth a reasonable amount of money not a lot of money because you're going to protect your car a little bit yeah a professional isn't going to pay any attention to it but the amateur that's out there for a joyride he's going to he's going to steal a car that doesn't have the apparent theft protection on it so we've got a vote and uh we have a situation here as we often have where uh the treatment of the individual was not arrogant it was not insulting um We don't know about the advertisement because uh, the uh, Agent Lightning went in just to say, I'm looking for Ride." She didn't respond to an ad. Most of the times when we respond to an ad, we get into the nitty-gritty of legality because typically the advertisements are illegal. So we can't say anything about uh, the advertised nature of Kia of Chattanooga, Tennessee, but we do have the behavior and the pricing of the salespeople, and we'd love to hear what your votes are.
1: Yeah, well, uh, from Bob. Uh, We have an F-minus. He says, if I'm in Chattanooga, I'd rather get some moon pies made by the Chattanooga Baking Company than shop at Kiev Chattanooga. (laughs) I love moon pies. That's an old-fashioned treat right there, isn't it? Yeah,
2: definitely. Uh, uh,
1: Then Mark, uh, still some dishonesty involved, C-minus. And I'm kind of, I'm I'm worth with Mark a little bit more um, because the double-dipping thing. Maybe they just don't know what's going on. <laughs> it's because he's programmed the computer just to load it in. I don't know, but it's um, we've learned to accept the higher prices as long as it's all been upfront and transparent. And there was some, uh, it wasn't completely transparent here. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to give him a D.
5: I've got Tim Gilliland. What? No nitrogen? Nothing <laughs> to see here, folks. Move along. C minus. Johnny Z. Fradley. D. Not as bad as many South Florida dealers. Okay. Scott Hunter, F. When do the addendums end? Rocky Blockatiel, D is for double dipping. Brian Sedlatko, double dipping dealership deserves an F. Mark Smith with a D. Mark Ryan with a D. And Negan1, F. No buy, double dip. Uh, myself, uh, the, the double dip kind of...
0: Yeah, I, do. I'll,
5: I'll go with a D on it because you can right. obviously, it's when you day. argue that, they're going to take that off. But still, the market addendum,
0: you know, D. Yeah. You know, I, uh, sometimes I feel guilty myself when I come down on a dealer for charging high prices because, I mean, I, if, if I look at the macro thing of pricing, this is the way products are priced. Uh, diamonds are very rare. And so you pay a whole lot of money, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, like a, uh, a particular pink diamond or of particular cut or particular size. It's all about supply and demand. So the car dealers found themselves in a very, very short supply, uh, consequently a very, very high demand. And they follow the rules of supply and demand. Uh, with total honesty and transparency, I find it difficult to punish a dealer for charging a lot of money as long as he's transparent and honest about the fact. And this, uh, this uh, salesperson did say a couple times, uh, it's, we can't lower the price because of the uh, scarcity of the, vi- of the product. And we just don't have, we only got one or whatever he had in stock.
1: You're making me feel guilty.
0: Well, I'd, D plus,
2: <laughs> and and what would you give them? Uh, what would your vote be?
0: Uh, I, I I'm like uh, I go along with what uh, Rick said. Uh, the double dip uh, was the only real strike I see against them. Uh, I'm going to give them a C minus.
2: Okay, um, double dipping really SARS the deal for me, and uh, I give them a D minus. Okay.
1: I think that's it. You know, okay. doing,
2: doing business uh, the right way, mm. and all that's going to happen with these dealerships if they chose to do business the right way is that, I'll tell you what, it's so easy. Uh, we're not reinventing the wheel here. Your business is going to double, triple, and uh, people are going to come to you. They're going to believe in you, and uh, that's the bottom line. So there's uh, there's just so much lying being done today and uh well maybe there's too many people watching tiktok
0: but when you come into a car dealership and they give you an obscenely high price on a car and they are honest with you about that's the price and that's the end of it uh at least you have the opportunity to go out and shop and compare and find a lower price somewhere it's it's when they won't give you the price or they give you the price that's not really the price and they bump it up when you come back that's yeah, that's the sin that gets an F out of me.
1: I think um, <clears> there's <throat> also a possibility that that's an error, <laughs> because to get something to print on these worksheets, we always see the final product. Yeah. setting it up is kind of hard, <laughs> and sometimes it gets screwed. Oh, I see things mislabeled all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I anyway. mean, I think they're trying to collect this this you know worthless you know you know this this dealer added stuff is worthless, but. It might have been a mistake to, to add it up. I was a little su- surprised though, just in Chattanooga, Tennessee, to see something pricing like this. I thought for sure in Chattanooga it was just going to be like mom and pop and mm-hmm. no dealer and fees and, and, and all and that. moon pies. But yeah, this was kind of like Fort Lauderdale. Right. <laughs> and moon pies, right.
2: Isn't that something? That's yeah. quite a statement. It's just like Fort Lauderdale. All right. Okay. Um, did you, uh, we have a couple minutes left,
0: you Yeah, wanna... yeah I was just thinking about you know, the evolution of the car business and I, I don't know the answer to this, but I think that when this whole supply demand situation is behind us and production steadies and flows and, and there's no more, well the microchip shortages for all intents and purposes is gone. I mean, it's hardly a factor now at all. But there's some other factors. Um, I have a feeling that you're going to see more and more people ordering cars. I think you're going to see people being more specific about what they want. And I think the manufacturers are going to be better about building the cars quicker. I believe they're going to be more regional distribution areas. So. It makes sense. You go in. You're going to spend fifty or sixty thousand dollars on a on a product. You want what you want. You want your color. You want your trim. You want your accessories. You want what you want for that price. And if you have to wait three weeks, or a month, or a month and a half, now I I agree with you. You don't want to wait a year. You don't want to wait eight months. But if it's a month or about that. You, got, you want what you want. So I don't think car dealers are going to have
1: a 1,000 cars no, in stock. They might have some, but if you're, if you're flexible on um, some, you know, there might be a, f- a few to choose. But most people are buying their phones online yeah. right now. Yeah, You wait six weeks for your phone.
0: Yeah, The, way, the, the old way was the, the honky-talk, the fly-by. You know, you come in and, and you, you get it delivered out of stock and you roll them and you don't give their money back no matter what. Those days are gone. I think people are going to be ordering their vehicles, uh, And we'll see if I'm right. We'll know in about a year.
2: Absolutely. Uh, Well, folks, uh, here we are at the end of another show. What a great show. And uh, because of you uh, viewing in Facebook, YouTube, and uh, sending us your texts and just being a big part of the show, we definitely enjoy your company. Stay tuned next week, same time. We'll be right here at 8 a.m. Have a wonderful weekend.